G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast where we talk about literacy. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network weekdays from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, either on the Vision Radio Network through an AM or an FM station, or you can stream 2020 over your internet. For over 40 years now, UNESCO has been celebrating International Literacy Day by reminding the international community that literacy is a human right and the foundation of all learning. This Saturday, September 8th, is International Literacy Day and in Australia it's partnering with the National Year of Reading. Dick Adams is an ambassador for literacy and for the National Year of Reading. Dick is the federal member for the Tasmanian electorate of Lyons and has quite a story to tell about coming out of school and into the workforce nearly illiterate. Dick joined us on 2020 to discuss the International Literacy Day and the National Year of Reading. Dick, welcome to 2020. All right, pleasure, Neil. Um, pleasure to be with you. Dick, you are a walking, talking example of someone who in their adult years learned to read and write, and that is really quite an amazing story. Well, yeah, well, thank you. Uh, uh, It's just something you get on and do, I guess, but um, it it did take a bit harder probably than if I had learned when I was going to school. Um, But I I did spend about four years really relearning or learning to be competent in reading and, uh, and writing. Can we talk about those younger years? Did you have a learning difficulty or was it there was what was the issue with you that really meant you didn't want to pick up books and read? I don't know really Neil. I've thought about that uh, quite a lot and I've been uh talking to a lot of a lot of children uh in my life and especially in the recent years. I'm also um, an ambassador for reading this year because it's the national year of reading and uh, also a ambassador for the national literacy uh, week and the World Literacy Day. My early days, I, uh, there wasn't much learning at home as such in books, and uh, there was a few around. Um, we were on a farm, and the information was usually taken from magazines and newspapers. So, you know, I guess learning. I think there's a there's a stage when you want to learn, and that might be a motivation issue. And I think there wasn't many programs, of course, in the education system at school in those days. You either picked it up, I think, or fell through, and there wasn't enough resources to pick people up uh, if they weren't learning. And uh, I think I probably suffered through that. Do you have stories like others who didn't learn to read and write till their adult years where you had to bluff your way through uh, tests and assignments and uh, exams, all of those things that you would have been doing while you were still connected in your school years and even getting into your early years of employment, and we can talk about those too, but, but did you have to bluff your way through at times? Well, I suppose you do. I mean, you learn techniques, you, you get through, um, yeah, to, to get through, and you, you do what you have to do to achieve, <laughs> achieve where you're going and what you're doing. And I guess I did that, and it wasn't until I became an adult um, 
a young adult and needed to improve my uh, realise that I needed to, if I was going to do the job that I was chosen to do, uh, was I going to be able to achieve uh, to achieve it and to to make a difference in what I wanted to? Uh, so there was the motivation factor in that, I guess, and also um, you know the the idea of needing a hook. I think we've really established that that people need to have a bit of a hook of why they want to learn, and you know that might be to read to your children, it might be to fix the outboard motor and you need to, to get to be able to read the, uh, the manual uh, or whatever, um, um, do the sewing machine, make the sewing machine work or to be able to, to sew or another one that worked for me very well was also uh, recipes. I love to cook so uh, needing to be able to read the recipes and understand how to make something turn out all right was, uh, was another motivator for me. As you say, there are a lot more programs in place now to pick up where children are not able to read and write, and uh, some of those things are, are quite successful in, in, in identifying those kids. But you bring out an important point. Uh, kids will need to have a motivation, yep. uh, and that sometimes doesn't come until they're out of school, into their adult years. Yeah, that's right. And they also, you know, talking to educators now, a lot of them are really saying that those early years of school are really critical and um, and I think you'll see that governments are putting a lot of resources into that end of the that end of education. We really need to make sure that um, kids are not being left behind in those early years and um, uh, that they have to be able to be motivated or they, they need to find their motivation. They need to not feel that they can't learn or are being left behind in some way that they they find that the word motivation uh, that they get motivated and that they feel motivated to to participate in school so I guess that's all about curriculum and and all those things as well now. Dick I've got to say you are actually a emblem of hope for a lot of people because uh, when it comes to literacy as I understand it you are actually a member of parliament and uh, looking after a representative role on the board for the National Library uh, when uh, when you actually did your HSC? Uh, no, no, I, no, no. I did my HSC. I did some. I did some work um, in my in my thirties. I guess I was my in my thirties. I went to I went to what we have um, year eleven and twelve in Tasmania, and did some course uh, some English uh, courses uh, during that period, um, and that was a wonderful occasion. And it was good to do. Um, always conscious of when you're in a class with younger people. Um, and one of the great things I learnt there, Neil, was um, that I was only repeating the other day to uh, some teachers was that the young people. Uh, I was motivated by poetry and uh, Henry Lawson's poems. When I went off shearing sheep and things, as a 17-year-old, was uh, the first book I ever bought was a book of poems of Henry Lawson's in outback Queensland. Uh, poetry sort of always motivated me, and you know the emotional things of getting uh, getting those feelings of uh, that you get from a good poet and a, and the stories that you want to read. Um, when I was talking to kids about poetry, they uh, at, at um, uh, Elizabeth College, uh, they all hated poetry because um, teachers during high school had got them to disseminate and pull poems to pieces to see how they were made up, and I think the whole meaning of poems are about. The, the the emotional response you get from a poem, and um, I thought that was a maybe we wasn't doing things right. Maybe we need to get people to 
we maybe we need to get young people to understand what poems are about, about poetry is about, and what books are about, and what reading is about, and then we might disseminate about how we make the language, uh, the make the language and the symbols of language. I think you're really touching on just an amazing point because when it comes to literacy and the desire to read, you have to have an identified interest. And as you've said, it was poetry and Henry Lawson. And uh, and for people to actually pick up a book and begin to read it, they first of all need to appreciate the fact that they're likely to enjoy what they're about to embark on. Exactly, yeah, very, very true. And I think that's um, it was very interesting, mate. I had a... Um uh, I reckon a, a, a 10-year-old girl said to me just recently, and I was addressing a class, and we were talking about uh, reading and uh, as my role as an ambassador to reading and literacy week. And she asked me the question. She said, because um, I told her that I hadn't, didn't learn when I went to school and I learned as an adult, and she was saying, now do you find reading a book that you like to read and you want to read easier than reading something you don't like to read? And, of course, I thought, you're right. You've, you've captured the old essence of it because, um, you know, I have to read reports that I don't really want to read, just like people have to read manuals and things to make the TV work or whatever. But she was sort of, I guess, some of the school works, she didn't like reading reading some of them textbooks or some of the books that she was she was given, but she really liked to read the novel or the or the books that she, she really wanted to read. So, yeah, Dick Adams. The key. Dick Adams, stay with us uh, because I'd like to talk to you some more about your own story but also about the upcoming International Literacy Day which is this coming Saturday, the 8th of September. We'll come back and talk some more shortly. We're back now with Dick Adams, the federal member for the Tasmanian seat of Lyons. He's an ambassador for the National Year of Reading which is associated with International Literacy Day this Saturday, September 8th. But as we've been discovering, Dick wasn't always a big fan of reading. In fact, he was nearly illiterate when he left school and entered the workforce. Dick, some people obviously would be surprised when they hear your story. What sort of reaction do you get as an ambassador for International Literacy Day uh, when people hear that you, as a Labor MP, uh, a representative in our federal parliament, uh, actually couldn't read until you got to your adult years? Well, I think... I think it just reflects that there is always kids in every class I talk to or adults or even seniors in, uh, that uh, struggle with reading as well. And so you're only picking up on what happens to us to a percentage of the population. And um, there's kids in every class that are probably struggling with their reading and uh, need to concentrate on that, need a bit of extra help uh, or whatever. So you, you you usually identify with some people. There's usually people there that can identify uh, with you straight away. In the lead up to this weekend and on Saturday, obviously the awareness for International Literacy Day is on the rise. What sort of outcomes do you hope for when people are exposed to the fact that, hey, it's time to actually pick up some books and learn to read? Sure. Well, never too late. People can always learn to read, always learn to improve their reading, always achieve a goal that they want to achieve. And there are opportunities to do that. There's a whole variety of ways to get involved in getting some help uh, to assist you. And there's a lot of people out there that can help people uh, get onto a, onto a pathway that will take them down this great journey of being able to, to improve your reading and your writing and be able to read to, at a level that you want to read and do things that you want to do. And so um, never too late, you're never too old to do any of this. 
uh, never too old to get involved. And there's great opportunities, and, and there's opportunities for people to do that and to seek it out. And, of course, there's, there's uh, a regular advertising on the telly with numbers, phone numbers in each state and um, all over the country, uh, and lots of new opportunities. I mean, the uh, technology is bringing us good opportunities through... Uh, the internet and uh, taking that out to uh, more regional areas and rural areas. So there's opportunities to have learning centres in a whole variety of areas as well uh, in that in that regard. And I think the national broadband will take it even broader out for us and uh, give us even greater opportunities. Dick, when it comes to uh, certain professions, uh, there are some professions where reading is an absolute essential, uh, other professions where it's not quite so necessary. And given your history uh, as a trade union leader uh, before entering the federal parliament, uh, is there a sense in which there are some people in various professions that th- this could be a, a time for a turning point for them where they might not have had to read in the same way that that other professions see that as a necessity, but it really is a step forward into the future? Oh, sure, always. And I think there's a lot of people that have um, had, a, had a lot of um, uh, learning difficulties or haven't learned to read and write very well uh, that have um, you know, become very successful in business, that have been very successful in a lot of areas. I guess areas like maybe being a surgeon, you might have to, um, you might have to know how to read and remember. I think surgeons have to remember a lot of things. Uh, I guess in those senses, or flying an aircraft, or having a lot of physics uh, in science, and um, these areas where uh, there are essential, essential things. But it's slightly different about being able to read and read at a level that makes you successful within yourself and to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And I guess that's what it's about. I mean, I can remember, you know, when people take jobs where they don't have to read, they don't have to write very well. And I can remember when computers started coming into cabs and how that upset a lot of uh, a lot of people that had to find other jobs because they they couldn't read computer screens so there's a lot of you know as technology comes in it can it can make change for the better or it can really also upset people's lives but a variety of people right through our uh, community and right through all levels of society have had difficulties with reading and writing and there's always been that um, situation where people haven't been very, you know, uh, have found it as a bit of a, a stigma to themselves to to have to admit that. But uh, I think we're getting through those things now, a bit like lots of other other issues with people that have had a mental illness or or have been uh, ill in some way that were sort of um, that was seen to be a terrible thing. Well, now people just say it's just another illness and you get on with life. And if you can help someone, you do. If someone needs some help, or or you can find a way through your own circumstances and. I guess that's what it's all about, And Dick, finding your own direction. And this is the National Year of Reading too. Uh, you were talking about having a goal. Do you have a particular goal for your own reading? Is there some sort of a goal that we ought to all have when it comes to reading to enlarge our capacity? Your reference to my uh, work on libraries now, I'm the national um, the co-chair of the Parliamentary Library, which I have been for many years, uh, which is work I enjoy and... And this term of parliament, I've been um, uh, on the National Library Council of Australia, which is a wonderful uh, body and a a great institution and a wonderful council to work on. But, um, you know, libraries are undertaking or going through a lot of focus as well because of technology and people wanting electronic information uh, more than uh, just having the book. So 
libraries have to sort of uh, try to make sure that they're continuing to be relevant and because our public libraries have played this enormous, enormous role uh, through history by giving people information. And that's really important for democracy and for people to be able to participate in their communities within their, their own individual lives. So um, it's important that we keep that, that information there and information flowing for people. And libraries uh, need to become electronic. But as I say, uh, my saying, Neil, is that uh, I uh, and I have an iPod, which uh, is great to have a 500-page report on, so I don't have to carry that around. But I, I prefer to read uh, my book than when the iPod or when I go to sleep, the iPod hits me on the nose. I'd rather have my book hit me on the nose when I go to sleep than, <laughs> than the iPod. Well, Dick, I'll point people to the website for the National Year sure. of Reading. It's www.lovetoread.org.au. Uh, this coming Saturday, the 8th of September, is the International Literacy Day, and Dick Adams, who's the Labor member for the Tasmanian seat of Lyons, I really appreciate your being part of 2020 today, Dick. Pleasure, Neil. Pleasure. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.